0: Are backstage with a Sound Chick, and I'm your host, Haley Pearl, the world's rock and roll girl. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Backstage with a Sound Chick. As always, I'm your host, Haley Pearl, and I'm here to bring you some new bands with some new music updates. With me today, I have a member from a metal band who is here to talk to me about his band's latest music, what him and his bandmates have been up to as of recently, and what more is in store for
1: their fans. Hey, I'm James Gates with Salem's Child, and I'm having a blast speaking with the sound (laughs) chick.
0: one thing that i really wanted to talk to you about before you know i get into the nitty-gritty stuff of your band is music has kind of taken a hard toll this week over the past couple of days you know like we we lost uh joey jordison and dusty hill
1: like my cow yeah i mean it's like three guys in four days it's it's been right
0: yeah it's it is so crazy how is it for you being a musician to, you know, hear about these deaths of, you know, very talented people?
1: It's, it's difficult. I, I mean, you, you can't, you can't take it personally, but it's hard not to. I mean, right. for somebody, and I don't even know if it's just musicians, but for any like avid lover of music, like people right. who you know, they're not just streaming music. They're buying the albums. They're getting into the the liner notes. They're trying to find out, you know, the history of the band. They're interested in the people that are involved with it. You know, the folks that that go into that level of depth of fandom, or you know, even a passion for music. You know, it it's almost like losing a family member sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. You know, because you know, I've been listening to Dusty Hill since I was in diapers. I mean. The, the, the guy is, he's the wallpaper on almost all of the memories of my childhood. Yeah. And Mike Howe, I mean, you you can't, you can't really, there's no words to really explain his contribution to metal over the years and and what Metal Church did and the doors that they opened for so many people. And then Joey, just a phenomenal drummer. I mean, as a, as a bass player, you know. Um, I oftentimes find myself not listening to the bass players in bands that I listen to, but I really listen for the drummers. Yeah. And Joey's just fantastic. Yeah. But the nice thing, I, the, the, the only real comfort that, that you get mm-hmm. uh, when a famous musician passes is that their music lives on.
0: Oh, right? absolutely, yeah.
1: I mean, you know, you, you, you can be there and, and like Chris Cornell was a big one for me. Uh, I was I was a big grunge kid I was I was in high school in the early 90s um and so I was a big fan of you know Soundgarden and Alice and Chains and things like that right. when we lost those guys I took it really hard yeah but uh, in the years since I think I probably appreciate the music that they gave us even more um you know and and I you know I hate to say that as a you know uh you know, you become more famous once you pass, but, right. you know, it, it, it. it's certainly one of those where the world really doesn't realize what it's got until it's gone.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that. Let's talk about your band's music for a second. Okay. Salem's Child released "The Sin That That uh, Saves You" this last October. Talk to me about this album a little bit. What is the hype about? What can listeners really expect and look forward to when they are looking to get into
1: this album? Well, we we kind of we kind of had uh, a very similar question on on one of the behind the scenes videos that mm-hmm. we did and I think uniformly every single one of us used the word journey mm-hmm. as, as part of it and yeah. it, it really is and it's it's a relatable journey and, and certainly we had some specific things in mind uh, while we were writing the songs uh, but they were written in a way that's general enough that you know anybody can relate to it you know but right it's, it's you know Obviously, the very first single that we released, "The Sin That Saves You," the title track of the album, Yeah. Um, the video uh, is an extremely, to me, powerful and emotional video uh, relating to veteran suicide. Yeah, um, which is an issue that's really important to us as a band. Um, you know, uh, we've we've got a couple of vets in the band. We we know guys who have have spent time in Iraq and Afghanistan. I mean, these are good friends of ours that we work very closely with Mm -hmm. uh, to develop that video and really that song. Mm -hmm. Um, But really, it's a a journey uh, that that takes you from like a devout belief in a a particular ideology, the disillusionment from that belief over time. You know, as you kind of see how external forces work uh to uh to change uh behaviors and, and things like that right um, and then you know there's there's like you know with with that disillusionment comes like a you know like some deep depression or or you know introspection of on some level where you've got to come out the other side changed. yeah and that's really that's really kind of in a, in a broad brushstroke the the arc of this album it, you know it starts out with a very devoted passion uh to to something that somebody very strongly believes in uh to you know uh, almost a rebirth at the end
0: yeah i i really like the term journey because as you listen to it you i feel at least for me i was faced with several different emotions and i really like that i like music that invokes feeling um, or any sort of deep meaning you know like that to me is what music should be about I personally also love bands trying to bring very real serious events situations to light in a very different way because music is is very entertaining but I love when bands use that platform to to cover stuff like like veteran suicide, like that is very important, you know, and it obviously means something to you guys. Taking that and turning it into something that is really beautiful is something that should be very much appreciated. Of,
1: I appreciate that. Uh, yeah. You know, the I mean, sin sin was really one of those songs. It's it's one of the very few songs, and I, and I hate to say it this way, but it's it's one of the very few songs that I've been a part of. In you know the almost thirty years of playing, right? Uh, that when I hear it, it there's a very unique and visceral response that I have, particularly to the end of that song, mm-hmm. um, like the the bridge and outro of that song. There's really only other one, only one other song that really touches me that way, and yeah. that's uh, "Release" from Pearl Jam, and uh, that that song has always been very special to me. It, it, it came out right around the time where I lost my father and, and it was very important. I can't get through that song without crying. I mean, oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I can understand that, you know, there's songs that will take you back to a moment when you most needed them, you know, like you can remember that moment when you played that song and you were going through a breakup, uh, you know, a loss of a loved one, you name it, like it takes you back.
1: And, yeah, and you sing it a little bit louder in the car
0: yeah exactly exactly <laughs> exactly so would you say the title the title track is your favorite song off this album or would you have another one that's your favorite
1: you know it, it's really hard to, to yeah it's like asking me to pick my favorite child right <laughs> I know. Um, but you know there I have I have a couple of favorites on the album and, and for very different reasons like you know, there's there's stories behind the songs, and then there's, like, the story behind the making of that song, you know, how that song actually came together. Yeah. Not just what it means to us. Mm-hmm. But, um, like, Heart of Darkness is one of those tunes that, you know, it stands out on the album because there's nothing super special about it. You know? Right. I mean, it's a very straightforward riff, you know, very straightforward drum beat, um, and and you know we're not beating you over the head with you know vocal you know acrobatics and things right. like that yeah you know but what's really special about that song to me is what happened in the studio with Johnny. Um, Johnny had had a little over a month to work with us on these songs. Okay, and you know he kind of came in with the mindset that you know hey guys you know. The, you know, I, I've got this, you know, I can do this. Mm. Um, not super comfortable with a lot of the, the cleaner vocals that are in here, but yeah. you know, we're going to, we're going to tackle it. Right. And we got into the studio and the first day we went through quite a bit of things and it was good. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, it was really good the first day in the studio or whatnot, but we came back the second day and we decided like within five minutes. Okay we're going to re-record all of the clean vocals and Rob and Johnny and I had a conversation earlier in the day about you know kind of a, a you know a, a mental approach to you know taking on these clean vocals or whatnot and I tell you the vocals on that song that that he came up with yeah you know, the the producer John Heyman fantastic guy um, and Rob and I were sitting in the studio when this was going on we were just looking at each other and like where has this guy been <laughs> right you know, who is this guy that we just brought in here you know he's yeah. killing it you know i believe it right yeah you know he's singing it and i believe it and uh you know that 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 was a very very special moment um dream uh the the dream is dead uh the second track off the album is uh probably my favorite track compositionally uh because it just we almost threw everything in the cupboard at it you know right um you know every every kind of influence that that flows through the band made it into that song mm-hmm. but for me personally for me personally it's it's got to be in the very last song the yeah. the the victory and as it is you know as it yeah will. right um, but to be honest with you, that's really the only like progressive track on the album where we really kind of assert ourselves into changing time signatures and and, and uh, using some various modes that we didn't use in the rest of the album, but yet it still has that same theme that ties it all together, right? Right. Um, but you know, I've I out of out of all the guys in the band, you know, uh, Scott and I are probably the big prog guys. We, we're we're the Dream Theater, *Fate's Warning*, you know, old you know Pink Floyd fans, you know. So I love it. Um, you know, we 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 like the eight minute songs or the three part songs that you know just kind of you know wandered through various you know progressions of themselves, right? Uh, to get where you're going, it really takes you on a journey. So uh, that for for that for that reason alone, that's probably my personal favorite. But I'm I'm sure you probably get a different one. From one of the guys
0: probably it's really cool to see how music affects us when you look at all the working parts it's not yeah. just it's not just lyrics and <laughs> instruments it's a whole lot of stuff moving and working to produce this whole project
1: you know yeah there's there is a lot that goes into it. i mean some of some of the some of the song like core roots of some of these songs have been around since the early 2000s. You know that yeah. you know Rob and I have kicked around for years, and and you know this this was the opportunity not only to do something with it, but to really do something special with it to give right. it the, give it the treatment that we thought that it deserved. And we've still got a few we've still got a few nuggets in the bag that you know we're we're gonna polish up maybe for this next one. But, yeah. Um, you know, really looking forward to what comes next though because really um the 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 core the core writing for the sin that saves you was really just scott rob and i um you know pulling stuff together uh and and dustin uh the guy that we had singing for us uh prior to johnny you know he helped a lot to develop those ideas too but you know this next batch of stuff you know we've got we've got the dream team um, yeah right you know we've we've got the lineup that, you know, we couldn't have even imagined five years ago that we would have on this thing. Yeah. And, you know, Johnny brings so much with his personal experiences mm-hmm. alone, uh, the, the the stuff that he's gone through and been through. And, and I hate to say that, you know, Anguish makes great art, but, you know, the guy can write. And, yeah. And I'm really looking forward to you know not being one of the principal word writers on on the album this time yeah around. i, I want to see what he does i want to you know I, I can't wait you know it's, it's i'm i'm gonna be like a kid at christmas when we go into <laughs> the studio you know right um, and Aaron, Aaron brings a wealth of you know not only just experience but actual like music theory knowledge and um a very firm grasp on techniques that we've never used in in writing for Salem's child before and uh, you know I think I think that he and Rob are really going to work very well in uh, constructing the uh, the guitars for these and and we're finally going to have an album where we're not we're not layering guitars in the studio with the with the thought in the back of our heads is Okay, what are we gonna have to change on the guitar or on the bass so right. that we can reproduce this thing live, right? Right. Now, Now this time when we go into the studio and we're layering guitar parts, that's what you're gonna hear when we come and play.
0: Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited for it. Um so I know that you guys have been working on some new material, but do you have, you know, an expectation for a release date for it?
1: Um it's tough, right? Because yeah. you know uh, we uh, we've got we've got this album that we released and, and haven't been able to tour behind yet. Right. You know? Yeah. But, you know the 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 practical guy says you know you've you've invested so much in in this thing, um, you know you should go and do it. But there's that there's that inner child in all of us musicians. Uh, and 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 we will never grow up so it, it, <laughs> it just will not happen yeah um but there's there's that you know that inner child in all of us that wants like the shiny new thing to happen and so we're we're gonna we're gonna take it through our normal process right now it's in the demo phase where um rob and scott and myself and and we were kind of bouncing around musical ideas and then uh giving rough takes over to johnny so that he can kind of start building lyrical patterns and things like that we've got about 16 songs right now in process um yeah yeah it's been crazy and and really a lot of that is Rob most of it I'd say 90 percent is Rob um he's been a machine the last four or five months just apparently (laughs) yeah Um, so I mean really it's 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 to a point where you know I I was trying to keep up at first Mm -hmm. you know He'd he'd send over a demo or whatnot. I'd slap a baseline on it, send it back to him or whatnot. I I haven't been able to keep up. I, I can't I can't keep pace with the guy. He's he's just working way too fast. Um and it's good. It's it's not it's not yeah. rushed. It's 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 coming very fast, but it doesn't feel rushed. It feels very, very intentional, very deliberate. Mm-hmm. Um, and and there's there's not a lot of frivolous uh stuff that's that's thrown in that i can tell you you know right now look you know there's three minutes of this song that it's not gonna make. You know, just it's yeah you know, we're not gonna be in there kind of kind of wanking
0: you know we're gonna, yeah. we,
1: there's a purpose for everything that or for almost every note that is coming out uh, of rob right now it's it's crazy so major kudos to him um and, and we're gonna have to start keeping up which is one of the reasons why we're taking a little bit of time off Um, between now and October to try and to try and catch up with this material Um, but once once we've got like solid demos for all of those we're going to go into our pre-production phase which basically is is we're going to set up in our studio and do the best that we can to get it as close to what the album is going to be as possible you know if there's any if there's any samples or, or you know, cut tracks or whatnot that are in between, we're gonna build all of those ahead of time before ever going into the studio. And that way, you know, we're not wasting our time. We're not wasting our producer's time. We're not wasting the engineer's time. We're, we're, we're in there to do a job. We know what we're doing, We've done it once before already. <laughs> right, we're gonna, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna knock it out. So um, it, I guess the short answer uh, after the very, very long answer is hopefully sometime next year. Yeah, um, it's it's really going to depend a lot on what touring looks like next year. If we can, if we can manage to pick up some festivals, and, um, you know, maybe a, a nice tour package uh, somewhere in there for next year, um, we may wait, you know, um, and see if, you know, having done that for a year, you know, if, if, with that behind us and, and those people with the name recognition and things like that, uh, or the association with maybe one of their favorite artists, you know, maybe maybe it will have a broader impact when we go to release the next thing.
0: Right, that, that's the goal. I, I think that this one, from what I've heard of your music so far, you know, I can, I'm I'm so excited. I, I bet it's gonna sound great, you know?
1: I, I guarantee you it's going to sound amazing like yeah. is, even the demo stuff just blows me away I'm 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 crazy excited to get to work on it
0: oh yeah I bet speaking of live music I know you guys have played a few a few gigs recently and I know that you are looking forward to playing more what is the next live event where fans can
1: listen to your music uh, I think the next thing on the schedule, believe it or not, is October 29th. Um, ninth. Nice. That's it's 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 a Halloween weekend show. Uh, there's a band from Michigan called Battlecross. They uh, they they had quite a bit of success several years back or whatnot, and and were doing the thing. And they took a break for a while. And now now they're going to do a really short run of like three shows yeah. right around here. That <laughs> is going to be great um yeah. and they're coming they're coming to Fort Wayne to the Rockstar Lounge up there on October 29th we're going to be up there with you know some friends of ours uh, uh the convalescents. Uh, they are a great group of gu- uh, guys and their their keyboard player Katie is just an amazing woman she does all kinds of great things um but uh you know these are folks that uh, that we hung out with you know 10, 12 years ago and haven't seen since. So it's going to be one of those, it's not just a year for us. It's, you know, it's a decade and we're getting back with these people that we absolutely love and, and, you know, want to, you know, want to hang out with, uh, you know, even if it weren't at a show, if I knew they were all going to be in the same place on a day, I'd be there. Right. But it's a show. So it's that much better. They're going to, they're going to rock my face off. Yeah. It's, it's great.
0: It's gonna um, be awesome. Yeah.
1: yeah,
0: yeah, that's gonna be a lot cool. of fun. You guys covered "Plow," "Plowed" um, by Sponge, Yeah. and it's it's picking up. Like it's getting lots of traction. Like like you've said, like like you've mentioned. Um, what made you guys pick that particular song?
1: Okay, <laughs> um, that's a good question. I, <laughs> I actually I actually brought the song to the band as as an idea to do it as a cover. Okay. Uh, because it was, it's, it's one of those things that I always look for when, when thinking about doing a cover is, it's that song where the, the intro kicks in and it tickles the back of your brain. I know that song. Right. And the first verse comes along and you're like, I, I know that song. And then the chorus hits and you're like, I used to rock out to this song. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yep, and that's that was plowed for us, you know. I, yeah. I, I, we had we had been tossing ideas back and forth. We done a cover of uh, uh, Wings of Feather and Wax from Killer Bee Kill. Uh, we did Michael Jackson's Thriller for a couple of Halloween shows one year. Um, you know, the the band has covered several Tool songs in its early uh, early existence, uh, just because that was a big influence for myself and our drummer at the time. Um, but, you know, cover, we, we've we've always liked to have, like, one cover in the set that, you know, for, for people who don't know who we are, uh, who haven't seen us before, um, they've got they've got an anchor, they've got a connection, right. something, that, something that relates to them.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and this was one of those songs. This was, you know, this is a song by, you know, a band that had, you know, a couple of great albums, but really only one that had like the level of commercial success that you would associate you know with a nationally known band. and um, so you know I, there was that one song, cloud yeah that, that that brought them to start and it it had its moment it it burned really brilliantly and you know, I probably hadn't heard the song for maybe five or six years, and it came on the radio. I was like, this is the song. <laughs> this is the one that we need to cover. So that's kind of how that came about. Um, uh, and, and I guess a little bit of the criteria that I look for, you know, kind of when choosing choosing yeah. cover songs. I mean, I've, I've been telling the guys for years, I really, really, want, you know, especially now in the, in the political uh, climate that we've found ourselves in the last 10 years or so, servitude by the band fishbone mm. is an absolutely fantastic song yeah and not re- not really at all what you would normally expect from fishbone right but um you know it's a song that's like right in our wheelhouse that that i've wanted to do for a long time or whatnot and and all the guys have at one point agreed that it would be a great song to do we just haven't done it yet i think i think first um first though uh I think the next cover that we're looking at doing is Last Caress, Misfits. Nice. Um, We know it's been done. We know it's been done famously, and we don't care. (laughs) It's it's a great song. It's going to be a lot of fun to play live. Yeah. Um, And, you know, it's just one of those that, you know, we know it's going to get the crowd. Are we going to record it and release it? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But... You know, it, it it's probably the next one on the list.
0: Hey, you gotta have fun with it, you know. Like, if if you're not having fun, what are you doing? You know.
1: You've got you've got a very expensive thing that you're not having fun with. Is that, right. What you're doing? right. 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 <laughs> right. I'm gonna hit you
0: with a very difficult question now, and that is, what was your favorite concert that you ever attended?
1: Oh. wow. That's a that's a tough one. Um, like, I went to some really great concerts in the in the early 90s. Um, you know, I, it, it could be really easy for me to tell you that going to the Pink Floyd Pulse tour mm-hmm. when, you know, when I graduated high school, that that was it, because that was an amazing show. And to this day, that's still the stage show and like the production quality. That I hold just about every major show up to that you know, that I've gone to see, um, and it still hasn't been. Me. I mean, it's it, it, it was just an amazing show from from all standpoints. But I think I think the most important concert, and, and, I, and I say that from a standpoint of, you know, what did it do to me personally mm. uh, that mm-hmm. that I've that I've been to would have to have been Lollapalooza 93. Um, You know, a a lot of people don't know now that, you know, Lollapalooza used to go from city to city. It wasn't just in Chicago. Yeah. You know, it used to travel around. And the first time that it hit Indianapolis was 1993. And on that lineup were some bands that nobody had really heard of at that point. Like, Dinosaur Jr., Rage Against the Machine, right? Uh, Babes in Toyland, L Seven, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you've got you know, and 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 it was anchored by Primus and Alice in Chains. I mean, you know, it it, it was it was one of those where I think I think for me as a musician and even just me and my musical tastes and preferences and whatnot, I think that really served to be an anchor point for me. Um, and and that show, and, and, it, and it doesn't hurt that I went with some very, very dear friends that uh, are, are those very special types of friends that you keep from high school for the rest of your life. You know, um, I'm still friends with the, the guys that I went with. You know, it, it was, it's just an amazing experience and stories that we have to share from that. That's awesome. That's awesome.
0: Who is that one musician that no matter what they do, they always manage to surprise you, or you know, make you fall back in love with them?
1: Oh, you know, I and again, I'm probably going to you know stray from what the other guys would say because you know, one of one of the things that we get told a lot is that you know everybody can tell that our influences are very diverse. Like we all, we all bring a very diverse set of influences to the table. So while you can hear hints of the people that have been influential to us, we don't necessarily sound like them, right? Because the other guys, you know, aren't bringing that that element to the table. But for me, um, for me, I'd honestly have to say that Les Claypool never ceases to amaze me. Um, And it's really easy to say that he's kind of done the same shtick for Mm -hmm. 30 years right? and and, and done that. But the broad swath of things that he has done, and and, and he's, in my mind, very much like Mike Patton in that respect Mm -hmm. of, you know, there's some stuff that he's done that's very accessible like Primus. And then there's some stuff, like the stuff that he did uh, with, uh, with the guy from fish, uh, Mike Anastasio, mm-hmm. um, or Trey Anastasio, uh, the, that stuff is so far out there. <laughs>
0: <You're> right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, but, um, you know, from, from all of the, from all of the different things that, that he's done, uh, he always brings something new and fresh to the, to the man you know he's always bringing a new spice to the soup right uh, I think that's really what makes him stand out to me now uh, as somebody who is over time just consistently impressed me and now this year I guess they're going around doing a farewell to kings the whole album what (laughs) one of my favorite rush albums right by one of my favorite yeah okay yeah I'm going
0: (laughs) (laughs) absolutely absolutely You know, having been a musician for for a while now, what is some advice you would like to pass down to upcoming artists trying to survive in today's music industry?
1: Have a thick skin. Um, You know, there's there's going to be people and and sometimes it's going to be people that surprise you that are going to try and knock you down. Um and and you know try and tell you that you know what you're doing is is not good enough and if we're being honest with ourselves you know most musicians will tell you that it's never good enough right you know um and that's why you keep doing it and that's why we keep doing it is you know you're always learning you're always developing Um, you know i i've gone back you know with, with the extra time that we've had over this year I've gone back and started doing fundamentals again uh, with bass and to, you know, for a guy who's been playing 25 years to tell you that I'm back to doing chromatic scales as part of my practice routine, you know, it's crazy, but I promise you it's added elements and it's, yeah. it's added ways of thinking back into what I'm doing that I'm going to bring onto this next album that are going to be completely new elements to the band. Yeah. Um, so, you know with with that said i guess you know the crux of the answer is going to be never stop learning never think that never think that you've got it figured out because yeah. as soon as as soon as you think that you've figured out you know you know the social media thing or you know how best to get your music in the hands of the people that you need to, you know need to have their hands on it as soon as you think you've got that figured out it's different right it's completely different and and you know pay attention would be the other thing you know the the music industry right now still hasn't figured itself out. There is not there there isn't a good way for musicians to make money. There's great ways for labels to make money. There's mm-hmm. great ways for managers to make money. There's great ways for promoters to make money. There's great ways for you know venue owners to make money, um, provided that we're not in a lockdown. But for a musician, it has every year become increasingly harder to make money and I'm not saying you know just be in it for the money but you've got to you got to eat yeah you've got to sustain um and you know the equipment doesn't get any cheaper the 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 supplies and the touring doesn't get any cheaper right Um, so you know if you if if we want musicians to be out there making music if we want the musicians that we love out there making. We need to find a way for them to start getting their cut again
0: yeah you know?
1: I mean when you're when you're making 0.003 cents off yeah. of you know somebody you know downloading your song and owning it mm-hmm. you know that's yeah. ridiculous yeah you know? you've got seven dust coming through your hometown and they stick around after the show and take over the kitchen at the bar so that yeah. they can eat you know that sends a pretty pretty hefty message. Not yeah. Always, but I, I will share this: Lejean is a hell of a cook. Um, but, <laughs> but um, you know, the the thing is, is you know, it's for a lot of us. It's not about the money. It can't be. Right. Yeah. Um, because otherwise, you're not going to do it. You're going to find something more lucrative to do, like yeah. working at a car wash or. <laughs> yeah. <you> know, <laughs> Um, but, uh, the, the, the thing is, is that, you know, the music industry is still figuring out how to survive in the digital age. Oh yeah. And, you know, the, the social media thing is more important now Mm -hmm. than it has ever been before. I mean, it was great to be able to share your music on MySpace. It was great to hit the message boards back in the day, and maybe get the word out to people that you weren't able to put a flyer in their hands. Yeah, um, but now I never see people passing out flyers. I never see so so your marketing and your advertising is all through like your Facebook, your Instagram, your Snapchat, your 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 Twitter, your mm-hmm. your Twitch. Um, but, yeah, you know so um, you know that's how people are getting the word out, and that's how yeah. people that's how people seem like they want to be reached you know i mean you can you can hand somebody a flyer and you know probably 9 out of 10 of them are going to find the nearest trash can with it right it, yeah it, it doesn't it doesn't mean anything anymore uh, but you know it it's it's about figuring out what the next thing is that works because nobody's figured it out yet i mean yeah. it, once they do you'll know yeah yeah but you know for, none of us, none of us have it sorted out yet. And, and, you know, kudos to whoever is the first one in because they are, they are going to be some ridiculously wealthy musicians and, and have a great fan base. And hopefully, hopefully they are real artists and humble enough that they, they get, you know, I hope it's Dave Grohl, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, so, um, but you know once once that happens once the music industry sorts it out and, and i have faith that we will we'll i think figure
0: yeah out. yeah i think so
1: um, yeah but once once that happens the the whole landscape's going to change and any advice that i give now is going to be worthless you should right. follow that guy
0: yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely um, well as we're coming to a close to our time would you like to take uh, a minute and let our listeners know all of you know, your social media, streaming outlets, where they can discover Salem's Child's music?
1: Well, uh, we've got kind of a central hub for everything, and that's uh, www.salemschild.com, and there's an E at the end of child, so uh, don't be confused. Uh, you, I, I have no idea what uh, Salem's Child without the E is going to take you to, uh, so I, I make no guarantees on that. Uh, but Facebook is, you know, facebook.com slash Salem's Child, Instagram, kind of the same way, Child. Um And uh, I want to say, I want to say that we've got a Snapchat, but I'm not sure. Um, uh, and and uh, we're, you know, Salem's Child at Twitter. So, um, uh, and, and like I said, you know, if, if you just go to the www.salemschild.com it has links to all of those things. It has links to where you can buy merchandise, has links to where you can uh, get uh, get your download of the album uh, and, and you know, maybe pocket us .003 cents uh, off that download.
0: <laughs> awesome, that's that's awesome. I love it. Um, well, thank you for taking the time out of your evening, you know, to, to speak with me and, and let me in inside a little bit more of, of what Salem's Child's music's like and, and the background of the band a little bit more.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me. You know, it's folks like you that, that really help us get the word out. You know, uh, I mean, you guys, you guys are reaching people in ways that, that we just can't, so.
0: Of so. course, I, I love promoting bands and I love giving them, you know, a platform to, to say their piece and, and to get to get the word out. Um, so this, this is honestly just super rewarding for me getting, getting to speak to you tonight. Um, and I wish you all the best of luck, um, with your, with your, uh, new material that you're working on and your show that you have in October. I think it's going to be a lot of fun for you guys.
1: Well, thank you. And thank you very much. And your audience for, for putting up with however long this ends up being.
0: No worries. It was a lot of fun. As always, major shout out to bands like Salem's Child for joining me on my podcast and you amazing listeners for tuning in. Please don't hesitate to go and check out the band's latest music in your spare time. The Sin That Saves You is a great album and it's definitely one that you want to check out. Just like James and I discussed during our time together, this album is a journey and it's definitely one you want to take. Make sure to also check the description box of this interview episode, as I will be placing the band's website URL so that you can track their music releases and updates on their live shows that they have going on. To keep up to date on more artist interviews or music reviews that I do, you can follow me on social media, on Twitter, Instagram, at Real Sound Chick, or go to my website at www.thesound-chick.com. Again, that's follow me on social media on Twitter, Instagram at Real Sound Chick, or go to my website at www.thesound-chick.com. I appreciate y'all's continual support, and I look forward to having you on the next broadcast. As always, rock on, my dudes. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed by the interview subject belong solely to themselves and not necessarily the Sound Chick or its sponsors. We thank you for tuning in, and look forward to seeing you on the next broadcast.